If you can't tell by my voice, at least I'm, we're kind of all tired. I'm not. <laughs> I was going to say, Melanie's not. Yeah, Mel, <laughs> but, um, we actually have Mel in person today, which for the first time ever, <laughs> making a, ever an actual happened. live appearance on the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. Woo! Um, so, yeah, we're just waiting for the coffee to hit. But meanwhile, while we're waiting for it to hit, Jake... Mm-hmm. What are you drinking and or eating today? Well, today I'm just drinking straight black coffee. Oh, wow. Let's go. Yeah, it is my, one of those days. It, it is one of those days, you know. So I'm drinking out of my Washington Capitals mug, and I'm just eating some Cheerios, you know. Mm-mm. So I'll popcorn over to Mel. Hey, yo. Mm. <laughs> um, I'm drinking out of... Wait. No, the coffee is coffee. <laughs> with ah, the yes. oh yes with the uh cinnamon classic cinnamon roll creamer mm-hmm. in the m for me mug mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and i mean some lucky charms because it's like cheerios but with hashtag not magic. sponsored <laughs> <Hashtag> what <laughs> not sponsored <laughs> um these are off brand lucky charms i'm just kidding <laughs> we don't no, consume brand. on brand we don't <laughs> yeah we go to uh, Goodwill to buy yes. all our... <laughs> They're magically pretty all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. They okay. are uh, some mushrooms. They're like two at least in the bag, you know? What? What? Mushrooms. Instead of mallows? Oh, yeah. Anywho. All right. <laughs> no, <anyway. laughs> Popcorn. Wait, are we... Yeah. 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 Margaret. All right. I am consuming the coffee... It's mm-hmm. the, the end of the Folgers oh. black Ooh. silk. Um, we have literally gone through this in the span of a week. Um, yeah. Wow. An entire thing of coffee grounds. That mm-hmm. would be because I think every day you guys are in my house, we have at least one pot of coffee. Most of the time, two. But very yeah. good. We, we just cleaned house. Um, and mm-hmm. then I got the Cinnabon creamer as well. Mm-hmm. And I have... Zach has poured me a uh, bowl of Cheerios, yeah. and I poured the milk in. I've yet to consume a single bite. We will see how yeah, many bites I, I actually <laughs> get through um, in this you podcast. You see, I, was, I thought ahead, and I was like... So, you may go. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I am also consuming uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, but these are milkless in anticipation of my failing to eat it. Mm. Um, I'm also drinking the Folgers coffee, but you know... There's also that um, Catholic coffee, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yep. But that's out. the only coffee we have left in this house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be drinking that for a while. And um, mm-hmm. if I don't know if you're ever thinking like, hey, I want some coffee and like some new coffee, you know. Coach you should Shepherd. buy some. Yeah, Coach Shepard. <laughs> Coach Shepard for uh, 15% off from Catholic Coffee yeah. Company. I mean, it, it's, Hit him up. It's, a good, it's a good deal. Yeah, just... You know, whatever you feel. Easter's right around the Easter corner, you know? Right you wanna you wanna buy a loved one a Easter gift to say way to get through Lent, you know? Yeah. Good job, Some buddy. Coffee <laughs> for the coming storm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to remind them. Yeah. But uh I'm also I also have um 
some Cinnabon Delight with a tad of mm. coffee in it. Mm-hmm. It is very um, not coffee in color. Yeah, so um, I ended up earlier. But that's good. You know, um, Mel, you know, you're, this is your first time here, you know. <laughs> I don't know more. Like, it, it jumped from this is your first time in person, which it isn't, to this is your first time ever being on the podcast. <laughs> but what did we talk about yesterday, you know? What, what, what was the general, you know? What exactly did you glean yeah. from whatever passage? Yeah, what what was gleaned? Okay. Harvested, <laughs> if you will. Harvested. Mm-hmm. So we talked about... I know we talked about it, I'm just looking at it. Um, Wisdom. Yeah, I know, I was going to say, let the woman answer. <laughs> yeah. Um, we talked about, like, mainly struggles and, like, the kind of the concept of like why if if I'm remembering correctly why um the, like bad things happen to good people uh, and like yes. the struggles of um childlessness and mm-hmm. um early death as well as suffering yeah. that and that's that's like been the lifelong question for centuries and centuries and centuries mm-hmm. is is like if there is a God, why does he let bad things happen to, like, good people? Mm-hmm. And why does he let good things happen to these bad people? It seems like good things, you know? Like, yeah. why do they seems seem kind of to succeed in, in, like, a world kind of torn apart by um, by itself? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is just uh, basically going into that. And it's saying, like... Um, even if, like, we can't see it on the outside, God knows, like, every deed we do and um, every sacrifice we make. And, like, uh, at the end of our lives, like, um, there will be, will be judged, you know? It's true. As everyone will. Yeah, but um, what really stuck out to me, especially from the third chapter, was the, like, as gold in the furnace, he proved them, mm-hmm. and as sacrificial offerings, he took them to himself, which is uh, verse 6 of uh, the third chapter. And that really hit me because um, we talk about that kind of all the time on the podcast, yeah. is, like, <laughs> knives and stuff like that and being um, hardened and mm-hmm. cooled and then hardened again and, like, kind of molded slowly and that's how we're we're like really changed like it's not the imperceivable click most of the time like for some some people that happens but most of the time it's just a slow kind of building up of your relationship with God mm-hmm. and then until you're finally you know better and you yeah. you're like wow you know yeah you know um, I like the little note on it with the, the offerings. It says the image is that of the burnt offering in which the victim is completely consumed by fire. Um, mm. And I just thought that was interesting because then the next line is, in the time of their judgment, they shall shine and dart about as sparks through stubble. Um, yeah, so I just thought it is interesting that we have to be basically caught on fire yeah. in order to like change and yeah. in order to be molded. Um, yeah, because we've talked about before how painful it is to be changed yeah and so yeah it's it's this this idea that we are we're caught on fire um we're in this period of suffering in this period of pain in order to be formed into something that much Mm -hmm. better um yeah like because we are compared to gold Mm -hmm. we're we're compared to this extremely expensive um metal and this precious metal of Mm. we are 
gold to our Lord and he wants to mold us into something good. And I also think that the idea that it's interesting because gold is different and it like, well, you, you have like gold rings and gold necklaces and mm-hmm. gold other stuff probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I can't think of anything right now. Probably a lot. No, probably. But it's the fact that not all of us are meant to be a gold ring or mm-hmm. a gold necklace or whatever else gold is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, we, some people need more fire in mm-hmm. order to be formed into the thing they need to be formed into. Yeah. And some people need to be like, they just need less fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, like, it's like, why is this person suffering? Why am I not suffering? Why? Mm-hmm. That's actually less often the times the question. Yeah. Why am I <laughs> suffering? I not suffer? I want to <laughs> um, suffer. But yeah, it's yeah. like that idea that we all are parts of the body, but different parts. Because if we were all an eyeball, that'd be a weird looking body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, would, sure. that would be a weird eyeball. Yeah, it would be. Just walking around like Just you're a like. a gigantic whoa. eyeball. But yeah, we're all meant to be different parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That made me um think of like how um people are like so resistant to change and that's why it's like so hard for um any of us to um to be changed by like and have enough trust to let someone else change us that's like that's even a step above because Mm -hmm. like we're resistant to change even with our with ourselves and everything like that but like to put it in the hands of someone else and be like no, you know, I I, tr- I trust, like, the design you'll put me in, and I'll be a really nice ring, versus you trying to hammer yourself, and you're like, hey, why isn't it working? <laughs> What's going on? And he's like, yeah, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, for for example, we were talking about, um, I think it was last week, about the, the seating thing. Yeah. So it, it just shows, like, how how resistant we are to change. Like, if you're sitting, which, like, if you're, if you're sitting in the same seat for half the semester and someone else takes I'm not letting this go. Like, come on, man. Yeah. Right. Did someone sit in your seat? <laughs> yeah. Peter Russman is... Oh, I'm just kidding. Yeah. He, he's a chronic stealer of seats. <laughs> he, is, he, is, he is a chronic stealer. <laughs> shout no, shout out to Peter. Shout um, out Peter. Woo. Um, yeah, I was also thinking about that because, I mean, obviously, y'all don't know this because you can't see us, but we mm-hmm. pretty much sit in the same seats every week. Yeah. Um, obviously, uh, you can hear how much we don't like change when Zach, Jake, and I always drink out of the same mugs. <laughs> it's like, why do we continue telling everybody what mug we're drinking out of when it's the same <laughs> Yeah, they're like, week? we don't care, we know. Oh, wait, I didn't say which one I was drinking. My cat mug. <laughs> oh, with the bow tie. Yeah, obviously, because yeah. I don't change. You, you I'm a creature of habit. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um... But yeah, going off of what you were saying about trust, uh, the, the verse that stuck out to me yesterday was verse 9 of mm. chapter 3. It's, those who trust in him shall understand truth, and the faithful shall abide with him in love, because grace and mercy are with his holy ones, and his care is with the elect. And it stuck out to me, because when um, Zach and I were prepping yesterday, we read chapter 3 and yeah. chapter 4, and we were like, wow, these wow. are horrifically sad chapters. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can't wait to discuss this. This is going to be... Like, this discussion is going to be all like, oh, wow, suffering well, childlessness suffering. and early death. <laughs> yeah, I can't like, wait. Mm, and so then raise, raise we, that, I guess. yeah, like we had a good discussion. It was mm. fruitful, but it was also just the fact that it was this tone of sadness. Yeah. Um, but then when the girls and I were reading it yesterday, I was like, wow, wait, this stuck out to me. And um, that's like a verse that's not really all that sad. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was interesting how on the 
on the second go around, like you can really see something that yeah. the Lord wants you to see. Is those who trust in Him shall understand truth. Like this one right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've been talking a lot about truth and and a mm-hmm. desire for people to understand the truth. And yeah, we'll have that opportunity later today. Uh, we have a tabling event on campus. Um, ask a Catholic anything. So it's going to be definitely an opportunity to trust in him um, because we understand the truth and we desire everyone else to understand the truth too. Um, So it'll definitely be a, yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Yeah. A grot May may you guys succeed, you know, (laughs) because I won't be there for the first, no, I won't be there for the first hour. But you're going to be there for the second half. Oh, you're right. Yeah, have me in the second half. Anyway, Uh, Jake. This (laughs) verse five really was jumping out of chapter three. Chastise the little, Uh, they shall be greatly blessed because God tried them. Mm. I mean, suffering is going to happen regardless in life, Mm -hmm. you know, like we can't avoid it, so. I mean, we have a choice to, like, accept that suffering and go with it, or we can just jump ship. And <laughs> mm-hmm. and the thing, like, man, I was just thinking, because, I don't know, I've been feeling a little burnt out lately, so I'm thinking, okay, I just need to, like, drop everything and jump ship, but I feel like that's just not a good idea. <laughs> because, say you're, say you're a little boat, and you're in a storm, and you jump ship, where's that going to get you? Like, you're still in the storm. You're still in the storm, you're now in the water. You know, so I don't know. I'm just thinking like stay in the course, like in my discernment, because I think I'm going somewhere really good. And just because, you know, a little trial comes along, I don't mm-hmm. think I should jump the ship, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah. I think it's really important to discern where you're going in times of calm rather than when a storm comes being like, OK, I need to jump ship instantly, you know. Yeah. Being yeah. like, OK, I need to stay because I'm staying on this good path, mm-hmm. you know, and I think God's what wants me to do this but you know i don't think you should just (laughs) jump off the boat Mm -hmm. just because of a little trial so i think that just chastise a little they shall be greatly blessed Mm -hmm. because god tried them i Mm -hmm. think that was just really jumping out to me Mm -hmm. you know it reminds me of that thing you said um i think last semester on the podcast with don't quit something when oh so never don't quit something in despair that you started in times of um hope or something like that so like it's basically in your high moments if you start something you started it for a reason and for a goal and something like that and just because like hardships come around and everything like that like stay the course Mm -hmm. until like you get back up there and then you decide with kind of a clearer mind or like kind of a, a cleaner plate where you can really see everything and it's mm-hmm. not just because of the suffering you're stopping but you're like okay this isn't right for me right i should alter course you know because you know you don't go in a storm and you just go like this and like spin the wheel like mm-hmm. uh, 360 degrees to the left and you're like you just end up going in circles you know right you got you gotta wait for the clear skies to be like all right there's no land over there but if i turn right 30 degrees boom Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah. and um just going off of what jake was saying the little note is that the author affirms that for the righteous sufferings are not punishments but purification and opportunities Mm -hmm. to show fidelity whereas for the wicked suffering is truly a punishment um yeah just realizing that suffering is inevitable is like you were saying and that um in light of suffering we have the opportunity to show our true faith Mm -hmm. in the lord knowing that yes i'm going to suffer um but i have an opportunity to believe 
that there is an ultimate purpose to it all. Um, and right. that suffering is, um, it, I'm not just suffering for the sake of suffering. God's just like, oh yeah, like you can suffer here. Um, yeah. but he's allowing <laughs> me, he's allowing me to suffer in order to achieve a greater good. And I might not understand it in this life, but I will <laughs> hopefully understand it in the next. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, just, I think that's the most reassuring thing about being catholic is just realizing that in god's permissive will he allows things to happen and mm-hmm. they don't un- they don't make sense but i think they make more sense when you realize like oh yeah actually all of these things came to be because i went through this period of suffering yeah. and in this period of suffering I had my blinders on and i was like it's never gonna end i've never been happy in my <laughs> life <laughs> and right. like then it ends and i'm like oh wait <laughs> Like, wow. Yeah, we're so tempted to fall in despair, but as Absolutely. Catholics, we're we're kind of called to hold on to hope mm-hmm. and surrender all our fears oh, and sure. our worries and doubts and whatever to right. the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Another thing. Um. It was uh, JD who was talking about this. He's he was like, if, um, God didn't allow suffering into the world, like, um, we would never like need to come to him or anything like that we never because like for a lot of people like it's through that suffering that we're we're drawn to god and just he it's like that foot in the door of like we're asking why but like we're starting a conversation with Mm -hmm. him and we're like starting a like dialogue where like you can start a relationship Mm -hmm. you know because you can't start a relationship if you never met or talked to someone before absolutely so it's just basically he getting his foot in the door. And, um, yeah. Okay. I mean, hi. <laughs> so, um, it's a, it's a little bit different, or it's still on the same topic mostly. But what's um, one of you said about good, or s- different kinds of suffering and, like, good, or good people experiencing like greater suffering or supposedly greater suffering than other people um i it was in my uh one of my english classes recently and we were reading um frankenstein mm. <laughs> and and at one point um uh frankenstein was saying something like after um sorry after the um justine was tried and killed for um because they thought that she killed William or something like that I'm forgetting um uh the Frankenstein essentially said something along the lines of uh she's she doesn't have to suffer anymore but here I am suffering and dealing with the consequences so there and like therefore my suffering is 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 greater than hers or something like that and in class I was like this really annoys me because I feel like you can't um you can't validate suffering based off of like what you think is more than someone else's mm. Mm. and even if it even if someone's suffering is seemingly more than than yours it's like different and people mm-hmm. have different ways of tolerate tolerating might not be the right word tolerating it makes sense though okay um and then i think i could be wrong but i think then the the creature in in the book um said something similar like I don't think it was the same thing, but he said like I'm, I'm, I, my suffering is greater than yours. They, they, they use that in the book mm-hmm. often. I, I'm pretty sure, and 
and then and then the creature was just kind of kind of like saying why like why did you create me um mm. and and my my suffering is great and and all this stuff mm. um but yeah like it's pretty much the same concept of like i feel like I feel like you you can't say like oh my suffering is greater than yours because one you don't know and even if you do know mm. <clears throat> it doesn't like the amount I feel like doesn't validate what is considered more suffering and right way. yeah that made me think of like I don't know whenever I whenever when I heard that I thought of like a war and it makes sense to me too like someone who died early in the war mm-hmm. didn't have to like suffer the starvation mm-hmm. and all this because like living through a war is like it's not a fun experience right. I'll tell you that Be, not from experience <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> I've never been in a war hashtag never been in a war but from what I've heard from Kobe like and like you know <laughs> from like World War 2 movies I guess um, like in the ditches like you were living in constant stress and fear of your life because yeah. you don't know when the bombardment's coming you don't know when you're being sent into no man's land and just like being you know cut down and all that and so like if you died early in the war from like a bullet or something like you're dead you won't experience any pain like you're fine you're like like in uh the one of the wisdom chapters it's like um no that doesn't apply but <laughs> but yeah that that's just what it made me think of is like uh i don't know life is very mm. stressful sometimes i mean that ties into the, the early death section so mm. i feel like that there was a footnote that said something similar to what you said. Yeah, it says, for the age that is honorable comes not with the passing of time. So a long life doesn't mean that, you know, you're doing everything right. I mean, there's so many good people who died really young, mm-hmm. you know. It's like we're only given a certain amount of time, you know. And I think it was John Paul, he said, it's not the years in your life, but the life in your years. Mm-hmm. It, it's like what you do with the time given to you is what counts because... We're only given a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, so just be, yeah. It just makes me think of that song, like, Only the Good Die Young. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just that's thought that's exactly what I, was running through my mind. <laughs> as soon as I heard that, but I thought it was chapter, or part 11 of chapter 4, snatched, like, they were, he who pleased God was loved. He who lived among sinners was transported, snatched away, lest wicked pervert his mind. So I guess, like, the young person, his soul was already pleasing to the Lord. So Mm -hmm. God kind (laughs) of whisked him away before, you know, anything would happen Mm -hmm. to his soul. No. Wasn't there another footnote that said, like, like, um, that someone who's innocent is, like, safe from being, like, safe from that innocence being tainted if they're died if they died young i mean not that like you should uh, the way i phrased that was bad but i just forget i i thought i heard early a, death is not a punishment for the righteous because genuine old age is the attainment of perfection and early death is a preservation from corruption yeah yeah the old age and death of the wicked however will not be honorable um yeah like a thought i just had was um yeah the righteous who would the, be the ones going to heaven are having this early death 
whereas the wicked are having this old age death. And it made me think of how the righteous know that they're not made for this world, so it's seemingly an early death because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. dying to this world, but then they have eternal life right. in the next. So it's like mm-hmm. seems early because they're their life here is gone and that's what a lot of people believe is like that's all we have is which is sad it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah let me live for 75 years and that's it like, like wow, there's nothing that's... else it's like actually no i'm made for eternity um and so then yeah the wicked have this seemingly old age because they're like oh yeah like i give the, i lived a good life and that's all i have um and yeah so that's that and so it's there that's old age to them but it could mm-hmm. be the same age that they're dying but it's we recognize that we were made not for this world. Um, hmm. I just thought that was interesting. And that made me think of, I think it was St. Rita. Mm-hmm. Like, she had gotten herself, oh, it was at RCIA, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where she was in, like, this really bad marriage, but she, like, held on to her husband, mm-hmm. you know, for however long. And eventually, and they had two sons together, and the husband ended up converting and then getting killed, you know, and then her two sons got really mad and they were going to go out and avenge their dad. They were going to go murder the person who killed their dad. <laughs> and St. Rita got down on her and she was like, Lord, take my two sons before they do something stupid. <laughs> and then they both got like some disease and died. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, wow, that's just incredible. Right. It's, yeah, because she recognized that their soul was more right. important than their body absolutely yeah. um and i yeah i was like man what a heckin' baller story because usually, <laughs> usually it's like you hear saint monica and saint augustine all the time of saint monica would pray for saint augustine and be like please bring my child um into a relationship with you and then you've got saint rita who's like please take my son <laughs> <laughs> but it's she's just like, she's like yeah, it's just so interesting but that is the th- that was showing love, you know? That was willing their good. Like, you can't Absolutely. really get more willing of their good yeah. to, like, desire them heaven-bound, you know? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I thought that was super... Mm. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> Who told that story? That was Deacon Dave. Um, Deacon Dave. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was thinking. Shout out to Deacon Dave. Yeah, shout Woo! out to Deacon Dave. <laughs> um, because... I forget what I was going to say. Dang it. He said something similar to that. It wasn't that story, but he said something that... What, what you said reminded me of that, but I can't remember at the moment, if I remember That's what I was saying. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, the, the passage that always um, sticks out to me is like uh, the 16th verse, uh, where it's talking about the um, children of adulterers and how they'll be like, they'll be afflicted by the sins of their parents and everything like that. And there's a similar um, part in chapter four about that, like uh, cha- uh, verse six. Uh, children born of lawless unions give evidence of their parents' wickedness. And I, that, that always made me think of that uh, one story of Jesus healing the um, the blind man with oh, by spitting yeah. into the clay and, like, mixing it around and mm-hmm. then putting it on his eyes. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when he goes back to the temple and everything, and they're like, were you born blind? And he was like, yeah. You know, like why why the heck are you asking they're like what what sin must your parents have committed um for you to be born blind and he's like no this is this suffering was a chance to bring me to god because through his blindness he was physically brought to jesus when he was on this earth and like that's something that 99 almost infinity won't get ever get to experience or yeah 
get to experience in that way, mm-hmm. that same way. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, I just thought it's, it's interesting, like how through that suffering, he was, he was brought to Jesus, and so much so that like after he was kicked out of the temple, Jesus went to find him, and he was like, "Do you believe in the Son of God?" And he was like, "Just tell me who it is, and you know I'll believe." And he was like, "Right here, dude." And he was like, <laughs> You're looking at him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is he though? <laughs> Oh, man, I didn't even realize. No, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he can see he now. Can see now. Oh, he can see now. J- My bad. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. Oh, and uh, J- J.D. said something interesting, which was um, uh, Jesus uh, remade his eyes. Like, um, we're kind of remade in baptism, so he had the ability to see, and he, he changed him and, like, remade his eyes from the clay, which is, like, what we were made from. Mm-hmm. So... Oh, oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, something that I was reminded of was in season three of The Chosen. I'm gonna give away a little bit, but it's also the the gospel. Don't spoil the story. So, <laughs> I mean, like it's not really. Um, yeah, it, this was a bit of artistic license, but um, when Jesus sends out the apostles to go and heal on his behalf. Um, he sends them out two by two. Mm-hmm. And so he is like, you can think you're like, oh yeah, like the, obviously they'll do, he'll do like Peter and Andrew together because mm-hmm. they're brothers, you know, and he'll do James and John together because they're brothers. And no, of course not. Yeah. Jesus does it how he knows it's going to work, which is like Peter and Judas are together and John and Thomas are together. And then it's James the greater and James the lesser are together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in in the the chosen, James the lesser, it has um some sort of disability like he has he is struggles to walk like he has to use like a cane essentially a walking stick um and he's much slower and he slows down the whole group and throughout the whole show he feels bad and is like gets made fun of he gets called little james i mean like it's just it's truly humbling for him um and yeah so then he jesus has now commissioned them and he's like mm-hmm. go um go out and basically tell all the Jewish people about me. Um, And so then he's like, Rabbi, um, he like ends up pulling Jesus aside and he's like, Rabbi, I, I have the ability to heal. And he says, yes, you have the ability to heal. And he's like, but I'm like, I can't have the ability to heal. I'm, I myself am not healed. And he's like, well, um, he has this like beautiful moment with Jesus where Jesus is like, do you want to be healed? He's like, yeah, I want to be healed. I'm scared. I'm scared to be healed. And Jesus is like, I, Jesus basically says, I'm not going to heal you. And it's to um, fulfill this greater purpose. He's, it's the same thing that you were saying of like, you um, are so strong. Like you're so strong for going through this period of time where like your whole life where you're, mm-hmm. you are slower than everyone else. Yeah, you are, you're not able to, perform like other people are able to perform because you have this disability but my goodness your suffering is going to be alleviated Mm. when you and I are together again Um, Mm. and he just talks about when they will meet each other again in heaven and just how his suffering he's like you only have to suffer a little bit longer and it just Mm. it was so reassuring um yeah when you're when you're in that period of suffering just Mm -hmm. like hearing the voice of Jesus say only a little bit longer um you just have just a little bit longer keep going and yeah because it's 
I, there's this image, this is also a different tangent, but there's this image that I remember seeing a lot when I was growing up of this person, these two people who were mining, and it was like this animation, and it was like, oh, not animation, it was like this cartoon image of like people mining underground, and so like this one guy's still going, still going, still going, and is like, you can't see the little gold thing, he's mm-hmm. still going, and then the guy underneath him quits and he's got like a centimeter worth of yeah. dirt in between oh, him and the yeah, gold the and he meme. quit yeah. yeah and he just like kind of quit yeah. um and so it's the same thing of like you never know <laughs> mm-hmm. when you're reaching that end um but it's yeah in our trust and in our faith that we know that suffering is temporary even if it feels like I'm going to be suffering forever. <laughs> um, and even if you do suffer forever on this planet, um, we weren't made for this planet at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that kind of made me think of, like, we, we go through all this suffering, but, like, from it we learn how to get back up. Whereas, like, someone who's, like, had everything given to them and success mm-hmm. all their life, like, as soon as, like, that moment of trial hits and that, like, when everything's gone, like, they don't have, like, that... that thing before where they can be like all right i've you know i've gone through this before like it's gonna take something but like i can pick myself back up and i can i can get there you know with some help and um whereas a person who's gone through a lot of suffering they they know that they they need like the good people around them to help them pick themselves back up whereas like someone else might um uh, surround themselves with like people who are just there for the fun and everything like that. Like uh, in the friendship episode, the um, friends of uh, like utility, utility, I think, mm. uh, versus someone who's gone through a lot of suffering and maybe maybe they've lost all their friends of utility. Maybe they've lost everything, but those few people that remain behind and stuck stood by them, like they know they can like trust them. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And in the future, if they get everything back, they still know they can trust them. Like, like with Job, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's what that makes me think of where like he went through this great suffering. He lost everything. Like everyone was turning on him, his wife, all his best friends and everything, mm-hmm. but he still trusted. Mm-hmm. And through that trust, he was given much more than he had before. And mm-hmm. now he knows like even in the trials, mm-hmm. I can, I know I can trust God. Yeah. <clears throat> I also mentioned Job yesterday. It's like, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Um, All that we have is because the Lord permitted it to be. Um, So it's like, yeah, all of these things we've been talking about, like all these sufferings and stuff are because God wills it to be, but also all these good things where it's like, yeah, I kind of killed it. Um, I did great. (laughs) It's actually, no, that's the Lord. But um, (laughs) yeah, and so I am only able to do what I'm able to do because the Lord has willed it to be and so it's yeah am I thanking the Lord and it's also like at any second it could be gone but um that's because he allows it and then he can also take it away mm-hmm. what's up um so similarly when we were talking yesterday when we were talking specifically or more generally just about suffering in general mm-hmm. um we I mentioned how I feel like in my life right now um because of my faith and just how life is going like it's not anything compared to the I don't want to say the suffering I used to endure like to, <laughs> but like I I a few years ago I I used to have so much anxiety 
Um, and I and I remember it would be weird because the only time I wouldn't have an anxious stomachache would be the moment I'd wake up because I'd still be in a daze from sleeping and I wouldn't be thinking about the worries. Mm-hmm. So I'd look back and I'd be like, the only moment I didn't feel sick was those few moments before I realized that I was awake, which is kind of like odd but funny when I look back on it. But that kind of leads into, um, like right now, because of my faith and stuff, my life um, is really different than that. And I, I was telling Maggie that, like, I know I shouldn't feel guilty, but I kind of feel guilty because we were also talking about, like, like each other's sufferings and stuff like that. Um, but then I, I felt like I, like I truly wanted to, in a way, share in other people's sufferings. And, um, I mean, not saying, like, I want suffering, but, mm-hmm. like, but like I, wa- I, wanna, I wanna be helpful, mm-hmm. but also understand other people's suffering. Um, I don't know exactly where that's going but I just remember like looking back it it was like I'm so so thankful I can't even describe how thankful I am that I don't feel that way Mm. most of the time anymore and that I can like function and breathe and like have peace Mm -hmm. Mm. mostly Mm -hmm. I would say right yeah like I think I think we're all called to help each other out you know yeah absolutely we're not we're not (laughs) called to like God's never just gonna drop us here and be like well you know, you, you had your time, it's just me and you, and, like, that's it, you know? Like, that's all you got. No, he he, he sends us people throughout our lives to, like, slowly build us up. And, like, we're in one point of our lives, we'll need someone, and then just to get us started on the path, and then maybe, maybe they'll, like, we'll fall out or something like that, and then we'll meet someone else that'll really help solidify it, and that will really go on our journey with us mm-hmm. and like we need different we need like different people throughout our lives to like help us through and like those people who are always going to be there for us or like our family or like very close friends and everything like that mm-hmm. yeah. Maggie had mentioned the chosen earlier and there's a video on youtube it's about the guy who plays jesus John um, yeah yeah and it's just, it's like, it's called like divine mercy or something. And he was like, yeah, in my life, like I've seen like three stages in my, uh, in my prayer life. It's been like prayer, expectant dependency, I think, and then total surrender. So it started out, he was just like, okay, I'm praying. I'm having this conversation with God. And then like, he was like at his wits end, like he had like 20 bucks in <laughs> in his pocket or something <laughs> mm-hmm. and he just got on his knees and he was like like I surrender I've been trying to hold on trying to do everything myself and I just found out I can't do it you know so I'm just gonna surrender <laughs> I'm gonna lay everything down for you and then like here's this opportunity that comes up mm-hmm. to play Jesus on the chosen and he's just yeah so God will present opportunities for us <laughs> so it's just the idea of surrender really mm-hmm. really has been sticking in my mind because I realize I've been trying to do a lot of things by myself and that's <laughs> that's not really healthy right you know? yeah but I think society is bas- basically says that's the way you need to go is try to do everything yourself don't burden don't rely on other people don't, rely on other people. <laughs> don't burden other people with your troubles or anything mm. like that because um if you look at um like all the top people and everything they're like they got here themselves and look at all the wealth they've accumulated and everything like that 
But like those people didn't get there themselves, and they didn't accomplish all of itself, all of it themselves. Like uh, what's that uh, one movie with like um, I think it's the Google founder. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, what was that movie called? Google or Facebook? Andrew Garfield is in it. Yeah, that's a social network. The that's social Facebook. network and everything like that. Like, you, you, um, like the Mark Zetterberg, right? Yeah. Uh, in the movie, would have you believe that like he made it himself, but like he had like a lot of help and a lot of partners and everything like that to get him there. Right. You just they want it they want it to make make it seem like i got here myself mm-hmm. and i accomplished all this on my own when in reality we weren't made to function like that and we can't function like that right. like Mm-mm. that's the reason for like so much like depression and sadness in the world is like we're like you know w- with my friends i'll just be a haha but like i won't actually like open up to them or anything mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. you know or be there for them. Be yeah. available for them. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh no, it's too inconvenient. Like, no, we're call- those are the moments where we're called to be like, to listen. Yeah. Right. One hundred percent. I like that. Yeah. And so yeah, I think God puts certain people in our life for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's just <laughs> it's like the people you least expect to. Mm-hmm. Like, it it's really incredible. Mm. Yeah. Like or like even just like walking down the street, like <laughs> I was having a rough morning, and then here comes this little dog, all waddling along his mm-hmm. t- his tongue's hanging out of his mouth, just having a blast walking, and that just made me smile. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, it was like that one dude with the goofy smile. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just incredible. Like God comes at like the best times. Right. Like he he's always coming in clutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. keep up that hope and trust in him. Like, he never fails. Yeah. That reminds me of something I was saying yesterday during Bible study. Of, like, well, um, yeah, I, I was saying, yeah, I've been, I've been struggling recently of feeling, like, more anxious. And I was saying how, yeah, during those times, it's really hard to see where God is working. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of this the whole theme of today's I almost said today's Bible study, (laughs) yesterday's Bible study, today's podcast of, um, yeah, it's like hard to see the point of suffering when all you're seeing is suffering, if that makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, Mm -hmm. when you've got those blinders on and you're like, I'm never getting better. Um, I'm always going to be anxious. (laughs) And so, yeah, you're just sitting there and, um, yeah. And I was saying like the Lord chooses to work through those times in ways unexpectedly. And Mm. so I'm just like, Oh, well, where are you? And he's just like, oh, I'm, I'm right here. And I'm expecting him to just like <laughs> manifest, <Yeah. laughs> physically appear and, and fix my life. Um, but no, it's actually, it's in the conversation I had um, yesterday at this luncheon at St. James, or it's in like this hug that one of my friends gave me, or it's in this conversation I had. Yeah, it's like mm. he is presently in these people and I am... Yeah, if I if I'm so busy focused on myself, like I'm denying Jesus to work through the people in my mm. life of yeah. if I'm so busy planning my life where I'm like, oh, I don't have time for that, then I'm actually denying um Christ, you know? Mm. I'm like denying his love for me through through all of you and mm. things like that. Um and yeah, I was I was also talking about how yesterday I had 
come up with this list in my head of like these are the things I want to get done today and then um all that went out to win yep. out the window. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, oh okay. Um and it's not bad to like have a list of like, oh, okay, these are things that like I actually have to get done today because, mm-hmm. you know, I have to be responsible. But it's also if I plan so much that there's no room for the Holy Spirit to be like, actually this is who I wanted you to encounter mm-hmm. today. Um then I'm not allowing Christ to work in my life and I'm not trustfully surrendering to him. And so, yeah, it's, it's always humbling when I'm like this, these are the 12 things I'm doing today. And then I get one of those things done. Cause the Holy Spirit's like, actually you're going to this luncheon, um, that you did you're not like, plan for. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. And then have had like beautifully fruitful conversations. I was like, bro, what the heck? Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks. I, I almost didn't even go downstairs to go to this luncheon, but yeah. So I was just thinking about that mm-hmm. while you were talking. Mm-hmm. And then I know Alan, it was really funny. He was talking earlier. Yeah. He would leave like 30 to 40 minutes earlier to go to work just to leave time for like talking with someone or like stopping on the side of the road and just having a conversation with someone. Mm. I was like, what? That's awesome. That's wild. Like he's making time for like the Holy Spirit to, <laughs> to work and be available. Like if someone needs to talk, like he'll just stop and talk to someone about like the faith and something. And two weeks later they'll text him back and be like, hey, I was really thinking about what you were saying and I really want to get involved in this amazing thing you were talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm, that honestly blew my mind. I was like, that's awesome. Wow. Uh, like just making an effort to leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, and it was like, even when he met, um, what was it? Peter and no, it was me Jay- and JD. Oh, okay. He was just like, yeah, he was doing the same thing. He was just leaving time. He was like, yeah, to on his way wherever. And he stopped and talked to you guys. And yeah, that's awesome. like that's no, it, it was it was really weird how that happened too because <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I I came a little bit early, so I got the boot. <laughs> oh yeah, I yeah, came yeah, a little yeah. too early, so I got kicked out. And I literally <laughs> I walked all the way down there, all the way back here, all the way over here, and it took me like twenty minutes until I finally walked. I was like, you know what? I'll turn right here, and I turned right. And I see JD coming at me, and I'm like, oh, hey. And I was like, um, you know, would you like me to join you for the rosary? And it was like, oh, sure. And we were like, we hadn't, we hadn't walked like 10 feet before we bumped into Alan, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's going on? And he was like, oh, yeah, what are you guys doing? And we're like, oh, we're going to have dinner. And he's like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. <laughs> and then we kind of just dragged in here, and um, yeah, that's how we found out about this place. Yeah. And then you guys, you walked in the door, and you guys were like, "Who's that?" <laughs> uh, Do you, did you guys already know him? I didn't know him. Um, Jacob knew him. Oh. Jacob knew him. Yeah. It was just funny because <laughs> Jacob was like, "Can can we have another person join us?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, sure." As he's walking in the door, I'm like, yeah. "What if I said no?" Like yeah. he's right there, and it was just funny because then he went around the room. Jacob went around the room and said everyone's names, um, but I was like, Who, "What's his name?" Though he's like, "Oh, that's Zach, and that's Jake, and that's Melanie, and that's Meg," and I'm like, "Yeah, I didn't know his name." I was like, either. "What I was, is your I was like, name, though?" <laughs> I was like, "I don't know." Yeah, wait a minute. Yeah, I just thought it was funny, but yeah, that um, that like whole idea of. Yeah, something happened to me where I wanted to talk to Olivia, and so then Olivia and I kicked everybody else out so that we could finish talking before dinner, and then y'all all had the opportunity. Um, yeah, because you guys found Alan, and then Peter and Kobe had a really good conversation, um, and yeah, like a lot of fruit came from that. And it was also, it's interesting, 
Because I'm assuming you guys didn't finish the rosary since you started. Yeah, we did. You did? Yeah, we finished it with him. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but it's like the thing of you could see Alan and just... Well, not you, because you didn't know Alan. I didn't know you and, you and Jacob... I would never go up to a random person. <laughs> right. But I'm saying, like, you and Jacob, like, saw Alan, and then Jacob could have been like, oh, well, I'm not going to talk to him, even though, like, I know who he is, because we're praying the rosary right now. You know? It's mm-hmm. like where you're like, actually, I'm hyper-focused on this thing that I'm doing, that I'm going to ignore the other things yeah. that right, are around me. Right, right, um, And, like, no, the Lord was calling you guys to invite. Um, so I just thought that was interesting of... Yeah, like, you're trading this one good thing for another good thing. And it ended up being that you, yeah, you were able to finish the rosary, but you got to do it with Alan, too. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's not so much, well, it's either this thing or this thing, but it's it's actually exactly, like, the whole, like, the epitome of the faith life is, like, yeah, you can have this good thing, which is praying the rosary, which is mm-hmm. awesome, or you could have this better thing, which is praying the rosary after inviting this person and inviting this person into your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it's just so cool that yeah we have this opportunity to yeah grow more in relationship with christ and allow the holy spirit to be moving in our lives i was like man it's crazy yeah Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's crazy how things work out huh Mm. heck yeah you're like where are you and he's like where are you (laughs) i'm so sorry (laughs) hashtag not spawned by um Blink-182. Blink-182, yeah. I think you mean Blink-183. We're, we only use off-brand here. Yeah, <laughs> yes. 180. Wink-183, wink <laughs> I mean. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> that was a bad joke. Bobby, yeah. Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> this is a day for, for those kinds of jokes. I was about to say, hope all y'all dads out yeah. there really enjoy this. Yeah. <laughs> well. Well. <laughs> thoughts no i think that's i I think i think we said all that needed to be said we wrapped them all up Mm -hmm. pretty light pretty little bow you know what thank you all again for listening to our podcast we all appreciate you even if um we don't know you we appreciate you (laughs) listening and if we do you do know you (laughs) (laughs) darn it even if we do know you (laughs) we appreciate you even more flag that that. put a flag right there put a flag right there we're deleting flag on the plate (laughs) i'm not gonna delete it i'm gonna just be honest but (laughs) they're off but yeah yeah thanks thanks guys thanks guys remember we are praying for you heck yeah we are in the words of father mike schmitz Pray for please, please, yeah, please pray for us. And pray for each other. And pray for each other. Because no, we everybody. are a community of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we're not sponsored. Not sponsored. <laughs> we're not stealing his words. <laughs> and remember, drink, drink coffee, coffee, be Catholic. Catholic. Thank, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye, bye, bye. Where are you? And I'm so sorry. I cannot sleep. I cannot dream tonight. I need somebody and always. This sick, strange darkness comes creeping on, so haunting every time. And as I stared, I counted the webs from all the spiders, catching things and eating their insides.